let us pray. Our precious Father, I want to thank you for another opportunity we'll have tonight to study your word. We trust you with it, that by your spirit you will teach us, open our eyes, cause your word to have entrance into every hearer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So we're back to Bible studies, and then we want to finish the book of Ephesians, but not today, because we're looking at something very important, the weapons of God that we all need to engage life. So Ephesians chapter 6 is where we are. Ephesians 6 from verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not. But God have noted this. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. We therefore take unto you the whole armor of God. Again, this is not the armor of men. Armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand therefore, having your lions got about with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness. Fifteen, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, take the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts. Of the wicked. So we're going to talk about the preparation of the gospel of peace as a weapon of God and then the shield of faith today. See where we end. So we stopped at the breastplate of righteousness the last time we talked about these weapons. You, you can go back and, and listen to them. And now we're talking about peace, the preparation. The word preparation is important and it talks about the gospel of peace. So what is peace? Peace is the absence of fear, absence of anxiety, absence of worry. Peace is stillness in your heart, freedom from disturbances, having tranquility, absence of fear, anxiety, worry. Peace is stillness in your heart, freedom from disturbances, tranquility. Peace is also absence of quarreling, fighting, Disorderly behavior. So, let us um, illustrate the importance of peace, for instance. You know, when you fly an aircraft, it runs into turbulence. That is like a mass of air where there is no laminar flow. It's turbulent. There's no peace right there. It causes agitation of the aircraft, and they, all the passengers are yelling and praying. Even though it won't bring the aircraft down, but it causes a lot of discomfort, very serious discomfort. And they talk about storms. If you have a, a body of water, think about this one. When you stand there and the water is still, you can see your image, reflection. But when that water is turbulent and there's no peace, you can't see, you can't see your reflection. When you, when you allow your life to be turbulent, you can't see the reflection of God in that situation. You cannot, because everything is too much. So you can see the importance of peace that uh, the scripture is talking to us about. So, and the first thing the enemy does now is try to 
cause turbulence in your heart. Cause turbulence between husband and wife. Cause turbulence in the family. Cause turbulence in your job. And he did it to Peter. You remember Peter when Jesus said to Peter, come. And Peter started to walk on water. The next thing we saw is that the enemy caused turbulence, caused storm. And Peter looked at that storm and began to sink. Uh, Matthew chapter 14, 25. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came towards them walking on the water. 26. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. In their fear, they cried out, it's a ghost. But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage, I am here. Then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you, walking on water. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on water. <laughs> People, Peter walked on water towards Jesus. The miracle started. Healing started. The miracle has started. Going towards Jesus. Miracle started. The answer to prayer has started. But when the devil now caused turbulence to call agitation of mind to take Peter's eyes away from the source of faith, Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified. Immediately he began to sink. Save me, O Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out, grabbed him. You have solely to faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? I said, come. Why did you doubt me? So God has a weapon for these terrifying things that the devil does. And you have to put on this weapon. You have to prepare. It's a preparation. Prepare yourself with this gospel of peace to fight fear, fight anxiety, fight offenses, fight anything the enemy begins to cause turbulence around you in your mind with all manner of frightful uh, imaginations, suggestions, words that are not from God. You have to prepare yourself by being familiar with the provisions of the gospel of peace. Preparation. You have to prepare. You wear it like shoe wherever you are going. So it says in verse 15 where we read, uh, that's, uh, that's Ephesians chapter 6, verse 15. And your feet showed with the preparation of the gospel of it. Preparation. Prepare. Get yourself ready. Get to know the gospel. Get to understand this gospel. Understand the peace aspect of it. Get, get to know it. Prepare yourself. People. Because the enemy will try to cause turbulence, offenses. Prepare yourself with the gospel of peace. Prepare. Don't wait until it happens. And then, you know, Paul was referring to Isaiah chapter 52, really. In verse 7, he said, How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him that bringeth good tidings. So you see, Paul was referring to Isaiah. He said, That publisheth peace, that bringeth good tidings to, of good, 
that publishes salvation, that said unto Zion that God reigneth. He was referring to this scripture. How beautiful. If you can prepare yourself with getting familiar, getting to know, getting conversant with the gospel of peace, the gospel of salvation that will assure your heart that the enemy cannot throw turbulence in your life. You can still walk to Jesus. So we have to have peace within. We have to have peace within. In John chapter 14, do not let your heart be troubled. That's what I owe myself. That's what you owe yourself. But the, the, the thing that will keep your heart not to be troubled is that you know the gospel of peace. You understand what provisions you have there, the privileges you have there that will keep your mind calm. Do not let your heart be troubled, distressed, agitated. You believe in and adhere and trust in, rely on God. Believe in, adhere to, and trust and rely also in me. That's the gospel. Trust in the Lord Jesus. Believe in the Lord Jesus. Call upon the name of the Lord. If you believe, you should not be put put to shame. Colossians 3.15 And let the peace of God, sinner, is the peace of God. Rule your heart. To the which also you are called in one body. And And be ye thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms, in hymns, spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Why? You have come to know Christ as Christ, your peace. There's no reason to agitate. You come to know the peace of God that God has given you in Christ Jesus. So this inner peace comes from knowing who Jesus is, the peace he brought you, and the reason you should not fear. The Bible says that, he, he, that we should serve him without fear all the days of our lives, not just in January. And no, no, all the days of our lives. God has sent us his Savior to deal with all our, our our enemies and those that hate us. So if they throw this, all this turbulence, you're just at peace. You know they can do nothing. Romans 5. One. Therefore being justified by faith, we have peace. Woo! This is amazing. Being justified by faith, we have peace with God. You must prepare yourself with this gospel of peace. You have peace with God, through our Lord Jesus Christ, not through you. Brethren, it's not through you. It's through our Lord Jesus Christ. It's through what he did. You have peace with him, for whom, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace, things we don't merit, wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Peace with God, through Jesus Christ, justified by faith. Justified by faith, not by works. Oh, the devil will try to push you to your works because you know you are really not perfect yet. None of us is perfect in our ways. But our justification is by faith in Christ. Our peace 
is through Christ Jesus. It says, in, um, let me read what the article they wrote in this uh, Bible, open, open the Bible.org. Open the Bible.org. Open the Bible.org. It says, in Christ, we are offered peace with God because we who once were far off, Ephesians 2.23, have been reconciled to God through Jesus' death, resurrection. Jesus' death and resurrection. Jesus' sacrifice addresses the root of the problem with the words, which the world ignores, which is our sinfulness. Jesus addressed it with his blood, with his taking our place, becoming sin for us, and Christ, God making us righteous. Prepare yourself by knowing this gospel of peace. God is not your enemy. God is not mad at you. God is not going to kill you because you, made, you did this. God won't kill you. God is working to restore you. He's working to restore you. His mercy will never depart from us. If you remove God's mercies, we are consumed. It's just because of mercy we are not consumed. Oh, I know there are some people who think they are holier than others. Oh, the Pharisees will always be there. But don't worry about them. Just take your, take your information from the Bible and you are good to go. Therefore, God is with you and this is the peace and this is the peace he's giving you. His presence goes with you. He's not mad at you. Look at what the scripture says. John 14, 27. Peace I live with you. My peace. Wow. My peace. Not your peace, not from your government, not from you, not from anybody else. My peace, my peace, the peace I brought to you, I'm leaving it with you. The reconciliation I brought to you with God, I'm leaving it with you. The covenant of peace reconciling you to God. I'm leaving it with you. And moreover, I'm leaving my presence with you. My peace I give to you. Oh, not as the world gives. Oh, the world doesn't have any peace to give anybody. They don't have peace. Not as the world gives do I give to you. You can't trust them. They have nothing to give that has substance. Everything they have is fickle. Fickle comes and goes. Today is your friend. Tomorrow is not your friend. Today is very rich. Everybody run around him. Tomorrow is poor. Nobody wants him. Let not your heart be troubled, therefore. Neither let it be afraid. Why? I've given you my peace. Study the gospel. You will see how I've restored you to peace with God. God is now with you. If God be for you, who can be against you? Who? We are in union with the Lord Jesus Christ, sharing his life. First Corinthians 6.17, but he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. That's you. That's me. Let's not forget this. Hebrews 13.5, let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have. For he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. So what so that we may boldly say, boldly say, 
the Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. I will not fear, because he will not leave me, he will not forsake me. There is peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. He's not leaving me, forsaking his, oh, I did something. People can forsake me. People can tell God to forsake. People can tell God, forsake him. They can drag you to Jesus and say, we caught him in adultery, forsake him. Don't listen to them. Because none of them is without sin. Forget about that. Oh, there are a lot of Pharisees who would do that. They would drag you to Jesus and say, we caught him, Lord. Hmm? And Jesus will still tell them, he that without sin, let him throw the first stone. They will all leave. People who do that are worse than you. Jesus called them hypocrites. They like to hide their own issues and magnify other people. So. Don't listen to them. You can burn this egg. <laughs> you can't. The Lord is my helper in this situation. So what kind of storm is that? What kind of storm is that? The Lord is my helper. He's my helper. In Isaiah 41, he said, don't fear. I am with you. Be not dismayed. I am your God. Oh, Psalm 23, 24 is the language we should all have. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, no matter the storm they are throwing around, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Think of that. The reason thou out with me. I can boldly say, the Lord is my helper. Man, this is so, so encouraging. I feel like just jumping up. He said, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. They don't kill me. Your, God, your authority and guidance bring me comfort, not destruction. Not destruction. And victory is assured. John 16, 33. I have told you these things. Our Lord is talking to us. So that in me, you may have perfect peace. Amen. Are you in Christ? Sure. He said, yeah, you got to have perfect peace and confidence in the world. You have tribulation. You have trials. Distresses. Frustrations do come. But be of good cheer in the midst of all of that. <laughs> good man. Take courage. Be confident. Be certain. Be undaunted. For I have overcome this very world you see. I have deprived it of power to harm you. And have conquered it for you. Everything I did here on earth is all for you. Oh, they will come. Trials do come. Distresses do come. Of course they do come. The storms do arise. But he said to us, do not lose your peace. Don't. I have overcome this world for you. First John 4, 4. You are of God, little children. I have overcome them. Not going to. But how do you be afraid when you have overcome? Not going to. Because the only reason is his presence. With you. David said that. Because greater is he that is in you 
than he that is in the world. We read these things, we don't even believe them. We, can't, we don't believe them. You know the scripture is so confident of our victory that the scripture says emphatically that every child of God overcomes this world. Every child of God. Emphatically. Emphatically. The Holy Spirit doesn't even expect us to fail. I mean, it's such confidence because of who is in us that God does not expect any, anybody who believes in Christ to fail. The Bible said it emphatically. I didn't write it. Emphatically. Look at it here. First John 5, 4. For whosoever is born of God overcometh the world. It didn't say may or maybe. No, it's an emphatic, straightforward testimony of the Holy Spirit. Whosoever is born of God overcometh the world. There is no expectation of not overcoming. There is not. Whosoever is born of God, are you born of God? Okay, he says, you overcome this world. There is no expectation of, there's no question of, it's not something that's been in doubt, you know, whether you, no, no, no. And he told you exactly what your victory is. And this is the victory that overcometh this world. Even our faith we have in Christ. Our faith is, do you have faith in Christ? Then you have the victory. It is a faith we bring you victory. He said, faith is that victory. You got that victory. Because once you have that faith, you will never fail. Because those that trust in him will never be put to shame. But we need to focus our eyes on the Lord and the word of God. Not on the word of men. Not on the word of people. Not on the circumstance. Because there are a lot of people who will tell you what the... They take this scripture and spin it around. Ah. Isaiah 26, 3. Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusted in thee. Period. That's all you need to do. Your mind is stayed on him, not on what they are talking about. I tell people, if, if they're teaching you what's not Bible, go to the Bible, at least you can read. You can read. You can study it. Who stops you? Thou will keep him in perfect peace. Perfect peace. If his mind is stayed on you and not on the problem, and are not on the twisted things, people. All manner of doctrines all over the place. All manner of so-called teachers all over the place. And all the teeth does not bring comfort. No. Doesn't bring comfort. That rod, staff, brings comfort. His word brings faith. Cast thy burdens upon the Lord and have peace. Be careful for nothing. Nothing will happen except what God says will happen. Nothing will happen except what God told you will happen. If you believe him, you see it happen. 
First Peter 5, 7, casting the whole of your care, not some. All your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns, once and for all on him, for he cares for you affectionately. No, he cares for you with all love, affectionately, and cares about you watchfully. And that is quoting Psalm 55, verse 22. And in Philippians 4, he said, be careful for nothing. In other words, don't worry about anything. But in everything, not some things, everything. By prayer, supplication. Then with thanksgiving, we, we, we miss out on it. We miss out on the thanksgiving side. Thanksgiving, let their request be made known unto God. What will happen? And the peace of God, again the peace of God, the armor of his peace, which passeth all understanding, you can't explain it, shall keep your heart and minds through Christ Jesus our Lord. But you must avoid the lifestyle that will create guilt. Because when you live in, have a lifestyle that creates guilt, you expose yourself to, to guilt, condemnation, and it's your fault. And you must learn to repent quickly. I mean, the, 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 the blog of yesterday, I would recommend every Christian to read that blog because it focuses on repentance, scriptural repentance. What repentance is, repentance to the Christian, the repentance to the unbeliever, they are not the same. And you need to repent on the spot. The moment you realize you've done wrong, repent on the spot. And repentance is not just, uh, you know, confessing your sins only, no. There has to be a matching action, a proof of a desire to change. It comes with action. A repentance comes with action that proves that you don't, you want to change. That brings transformation. People should go and read that blog of yesterday. <clears throat> Paul said in Acts chapter 24, verse 16, Therefore, I always exercise and discipline myself, mortifying my body. I discipline my body, deadening my carnal affections, bodily appetites, and worldly desires, because they will come. Sure, they will come. Endeavoring in all respects to have a clear, unshaking, blameless conscience. Clear conscience fears no accusation. Let the devil accuse you of anything. It's wasting time. If your conscience is clear, where we have problem is what you are doing is wrong, <laughs> and your conscience is telling you it's wrong, and you are trying to argue with your conscience. You are trying to just justify it. You are trying to find excuses for it. You are just playing into the devil's hand. Read that repentance of yesterday. These things can develop into addiction. Because once you hide what you are doing, you feel comfortable. Over time, it becomes part of your character. And it will harm you spiritually. There's no question about that. We must endeavor to have clear conscience. Has your conscience ever bothered you that you prayed? Has it ever bothered you that you came to church? Has it ever bothered you you did anything that's straightforward? Why should it bother you? But you see that one is bothering you and you are trying to pacify yourself in it. Something is wrong there. Something is wrong there. 
to have a clear, unshaking, blameless conscience, void of offense towards God, who knows all our heart, and towards men. Don't say it doesn't matter. No, no, towards men. To have a clear conscience towards men. If you don't have clear conscience, you can't be bold in preaching. Your conscience will condemn you. Because of what you do, you, you have favored groups and favored this. Because you, you can't have the boldness to, to challenge these people. Because you're in the same boat with them. But if you have clear conscience, oh, you will say the truth in love, though. Say the truth in love, though. Because clear conscience, she has no acquisition. You're not afraid of anything. Nothing. Job 22, 21. Acquaint now yourself with him. Agree with God. Show yourself to be conformed to his will. And be at peace. <laughs> You're violating the word, the word of God. Violating. You won't have peace. I won't have peace. It doesn't matter how you want to do both face there. You won't have peace. I'm telling you right here. You won't. You won't. Who bother you? And if you keep resisting and that your conscience dies in that area, oh my God, you don't want to be there. You have simply paved main road for the devil to move in. That thing, it will grow. Because you choose it. You choose it. The Bible calls it little foxes, but they eat up the vine, spoil the vine. Those things that make it trips us off. It leaks, it leaks power from you. Makes you weak. All of a sudden you can't pray again. You have no passion for Jesus. No. Little foxes, it eats up the vine. It's like having, having be, be some of these bees and things, whatever, that eats up. Is it bee weevil or something that eats up some grains? Finish it before you know it. Small. Receive, I pray you, the law and destruction from his mouth and lay up his words in your heart. Peace you will have. Enjoy, but do not make for things that destroy peace. By the way you love, the way you live, the way you talk, things you do. And then you can pray for peace. If you have difficulty, you can pray. In Thessalonians, Second Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 16. Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace always in every way. That's prayer. This is prayer. May the Lord of peace himself give you peace always in every way. The Lord be with you all. It's praying that God give them peace in every way. They can resist the devil. Look, if fear comes, you can speak to it. Because it's a work of Satan. You can resist it. Call it by name and say, this fear, I speak to you in Jesus' name to get out. Stop this tormenting. You get out of my life. In the name of Jesus, I resist you. You can speak to it. And they'll become. If you believe it. If you believe in the name of Jesus. 
that will come. Now we talk about peace with all men. The gospel of peace. To have peace within and to have peace with all men. Remember now you need to prepare for victory with this gospel of peace. To avoid the rancor, avoid resentment. Because offenses must come. We're not running away from it. You are going to be offended. The devil will see to it. He will bring the bet of offense and wave it before you and turn around and say, look at what they are even talking about. Look at what they did to you. Between husband and wife, he bring bet of offense from nowhere. Misinterpret your husband for you. Misinterpret your wife for you. Take this and turn it upside down. You didn't enter his heart, but you know what is in the heart. How did you know? Are you a mind reader? The devil gave it to you. You didn't enter his heart, but you can interpret it. <laughs> I know him. What do you know about him? The devil brings bait of, of rancor. Bait of trouble. He will bait you with it. He will make people gossip and come your way. Bring that gossip. He will make you, he will want to pull you away from anything that blesses you. Pull you away from your church if you are being blessed from people who are put around you to bless you. He wants to pull you away from them. And he uses things that are you. All of a sudden, the thing that used to excite you is no more exciting you. Why? Because of gossips he brought you away, lies he's been telling you, and you buy into them. And really, if you go check them out, it's a lie. Sometimes you didn't even check them out, but you have believed them. You didn't care to find out, is this true? No, you have assumed. Why should you assume? On what authority? So he gave give us plenty of opportunity to take his bait of offense, but do not take it. Don't take it. Don't take it. Whatever is not done in love is not done in God. I don't care how right you are. You know, recently we were somewhere we were discussing scripture until they they were saying something that's really, really, really off mark. Bordering on blasphemy. All I was doing was praying. Because I said to myself, you don't have the right mind to say anything. Shut up. The truth must be spoken in love. Shut your mouth up. It's better not to say something than to speak out of love. Because it won't bless anybody. All I did was to pray in the spirit. It's better not to say than to say things that's not in love. Because it's only when the Bible says the truth must be spoken in love. For whatever is done in love is done in God. I just kept quiet. I just I was just praying. I said to the Lord, every spirit, every heart is in your hand. <laughs> the spirit of God, you can teach us, you can help us. I just kept quiet. Don't take the bait. I'm telling you. Because it will come. You will start arguing. What for? Allow the Holy Spirit to, he will talk to everybody. If you allow him. He will talk to your husband. He will talk to your wife. He will talk to your If you let him. And he's the one that can open their eyes to see what, what you're talking about. All this 
quarreling and things doesn't open anybody's eye. It confuses people. You give him room. Second Timothy 2, 24 to 26. And the servant of the Lord must not strive. Must not. M-U-S-T. Must not strive. But be gentle unto all men. Do we read this? See, that situation was easy for me to start talking and quoting. I had a lot of scriptures to counteract all this thing you are talking about. It was easy. But that would be the right spirit for me because I wasn't going to speak in love. And that's when you back off and say, Lord, you are God, I'm not. It's not everything you go and be chopping your mouth into. There are times to keep quiet. That's when you say to the Lord, you are God, I'm not. I used to just pray. And you don't pray in judgment, you pray in humility. You pray in love, not in condemnation. And the servant of the Lord must not strive. People, peace with all men. The gospel of peace teaches us we have peace and we must maintain peace with people. Prepare yourself with it. And the servant of the Lord must not strive. Read it again. <laughs> do, you, do you think there's strife in the body of Christ? Yeah. The usher tells you to move. They are, if you see what they do to the ushers, just move. There's strife everywhere. The servant of the Lord must not strive. But be gentle unto all Man, apt to teach, patient, are in meekness, not in quarreling and fighting, in meekness instructing those that oppose themselves. See why you are doing that. If God peradventure will give them repentance to acknowledge the truth, because only God can do that. Why? Read the next one. Give me the next one. And that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil. You see, the devil is doing that. You want to argue, you argue with the devil. See how far you go. Who are taking them, who are taken captive by him at his will. See the situation you are confronted. And then you want to argue, you think it's what anger will solve, argument will solve. No! Let's pull back and pray, quietly pray. Because what you're dealing with is demonic situation. It's a bait. A bait of Satan. It happens everywhere. Weapons of, it, of peace. Preparation. Prepare yourself with the knowledge of the gospel that you have peace with God and that this is how you use that peace with people too. If you have peace with God, then you should extend peace to others. Prepare yourself with this knowledge. The servant of the Lord must not, must not, must not strive. Yep. Well, I used to argue a lot. I used to, look, 
If we start, we start. Akashi guy, yeah, we finish. We must act. The one we remain today will continue to move. I used to do that. It was carnality, lack of growth. I thought I was the Holy Spirit must convince you. You must, must convince you. <laughs> was waiting for nothing. And they, most of the time we, we end up with ang- anger. Sweating, wasting my time. Until my wife sat me down and taught me. He said, what, what do you really want to gain in this your argument? Do you, do you want to gain the soul or gain your grip, your pride that you won? Which one? Which one? I said, I win the argument. He said, when you win the argument, you can lose the soul. I said, wow, that's true. From that day, my eyes opened. Except God, let me read it again. 2 Timothy 2, 24, verse 26. Put it up to them. And the servant of the Lord, verse 24, and the servant of the Lord must not strive with your wife, <laughs> with your husband, with your children, co-workers, Sunday school teachers. So, so you know some, some Sunday school teachers are very angry with their students because they ask questions that <laughs> doesn't look, they get mad at them. But you, you don't even know everything yet. Must not strive. But be gentle unto all men. How simple does it get? Apt to teach patient. Patient. In meekness. Meekness is that you yourself, you will give yourself to being easily taught. You know, that was why Apollos grew in the faith and became like Paul. He didn't know everything, but Aquila and they sat him down and taught him. The, the Holy Spirit described him as a man that was mighty in scripture, but they taught him the things of God more perfectly. He was meek. If you see anybody that is meek, watch that person. Just watch the person. There are things, there are things that God has different values. There are things that are so, look, I'm preaching. Awesome. To God be the glory. The, the primary thing with God is, is the heart. <laughs> is that I'm telling you, are you the one preaching? Is the Holy Spirit doing that? It's, it's this meekness. Some, somebody who you are nothing. You are, you are just nothing. So that God is everything. A meek heart takes correction easily. Moses was like that, and God spoke to him face to face just for that reason. And Peter said that that kind of heart is of great price before God. It's not, it's not the size of your church. All the light you put that makes the Holy Spirit come there. That's not what brings him. It's not even the, your, the beauty of your choir. You need, it doesn't make him come there. There are things that make the Spirit of God comfortable. In meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves. They said they're opposing themselves with like the language of the Holy Spirit. I mean, if God peradventure will give them repentance, you can't give it. So why are you arguing? To the acknowledging of the truth. 27. And that 27. I, I thought we were together. Have you left? Okay, let me read from here. I said 27. We are still in 20, eh? Oh, no, 27, okay. And that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil. Again, see who we're dealing with. You didn't see him. But that, that, that stubbornness is him. 
that argument is him. It's blinding the person. There's nothing you say we see. Who are taken captive by him at will. What the enemy aims to achieve by doing this is James 3.16. For where envying and strife is, there is confusion. <laughs> Look at that. And every evil work, you give him Merud. I-95, you're moving. Every evil work is there. But that's what he wants to achieve by bait of this bait. To take away the peace. The peace. The peace. The peace that you need. You, when we go there, you see why the scripture said that that we live that the, the fruit of peace is righteousness. You live a righteousness, righteous life through peace. If the enemy destroys that peace, none of you can live a righteous life. All of you are angry with each other. Everything is ruined. You can pretend, though. Oh, no. I don't have anything against him. Hmm? Me? Hmm? <laughs> Who are you talking to? I was talking to one young R.E.G., nothing. All these R.E.G. from all these churches, some of them come to me. He said, talking to about, about somebody in their family. And I, after she talked to me, I said, you don't love that man. I said, pastor, I love him. I said, no. I said, from your testimony, if you find fault with anybody, you won't love him. That fault will stick in your heart. You won't love him. I'm telling you. I said, that's why... Love does not keep a record of wrong. wrong. If he there keeps it, it produces resentment. It's automatic. I say your language is full of fault. It's full of, you have a lot against this guy. You don't love him. You can't love him. You know this girl went home and wrote me and said, Pastor, you're right. He said, you're perfectly right. And then he went into prayer and believe you me, he, he poured all those things. And what God used that girl to do in that circumstance, he brought peace. That was almost difficult. I said, when God uses you, he will do the impossible. Without your effort. If you are sweating, it's not God. Peace. Ephesians 4.27 For anger gives a foothold to the devil. You see why he's bringing the bait? And then we put you in spiritual darkness. First John 2 9. He that said he is in the light and hated his brother is in darkness even until now. Verse 10. He that loveth his brother abideth in the light and there is no occasion of stumbling in him. But he that hated his brother is in darkness and walketh in darkness and knoweth not where he goeth. Because the darkness has blinded his eyes, which means he can't even see nothing. There's no revelation coming to him. He doesn't know where he is. Tell me how this person can fight the unseen devil and overcome him. He's already a victim. Mark 9.50. Salt is good, but if the salt have lost its saltiness, where which shall we use in it? Have salt in yourself and have peace with one another. Have salt in yourself. Salt, salt is what preserves. Have peace to preserve your sanity. Preserve. Preserve your life. 
create the environment that does not grieve the spirit. An environment of light where there's fellowship with the spirit of God. You know, if you go into a house, you don't have to be too spiritual to know what spirit is there. You don't have to. If they're not at peace, you will know. Evil words and words of bitterness, the, 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 it's like this tangible, it's like you can sense it. It's like you can, you can, you can know that words, words were spoken here that is not good. And people who speak evil, it, you can always come, when you come near them, you sense it. You wouldn't know what they said, but you sense that there's words spoken that's, that aura the person is creating. It's a negative aura. You can sense it very easily. You don't have to pray fast, fast to know it. Any Christian can. Therefore, we should pursue peace with all men. It's something you owe yourself. It's something I owe myself. Everybody owes. It's not even a favor you're doing to God. It's a favor I'm doing for myself. Hebrews 12, 14. Follow peace with all men and holiness. Without which no man shall see the Lord. What can you see? You hurt somebody, you're in darkness, you're blind, you won't see anything. So you won't see God at work. That's why this weapon is so important. 15. Looking diligently, lest any, any fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness spring up, trouble you, and thereby many be defied. It's a root, you don't see it, but it troubles you, and people are defied. You defy people with it. Because it comes out of your behavior, out of what you have started avoiding the person, pretending that nothing is wrong. First Peter 39. Finally, all of you should be of one mind, sympathize with each other. Why? Nobody is perfect. You have to show sympathy. You need to enlarge your heart. You need to accommodate people. You need to love people. Close your eyes to their shortcomings. You have your own. Sympathize with each other. Love each other as brothers and sisters. Be tender-hearted and keep a humble attitude. Keep a humble attitude. See, I don't talk to my children anyhow, anyway, anytime I want, no. I don't care what they are doing. There are times I'm, I have the inspiration to talk immediately, but there are times I don't. I just say to the Lord, I say, I don't have wisdom. I can do nothing without you, and I'm not going to try. I just keep quiet. All I do is pray. That day may pass. If I can go one week, sometimes two, sometimes three, sometimes four, suddenly God creates the opportunity. And what you will say will amaze you. Oh, and they will always produce. Oh, I start talking to them, they sit down. <laughs> I know them that they sit down. They're going nowhere. Because the spirit that is inspiring you is the spirit of God. You've honored him to say, I cannot. Only you can. And you step back. Patience. Without patience, you can't work with him.
Be tender-hearted. Keep a humble attitude. Don't repay evil for evil. Don't retaliate with insults when people insult you. Instead, pay them back with a blessing. That is what God has called you to do. And he will bless you for it. Sure. For the scriptures say, if you want to enjoy life in this, our life will. <laughs> and see many happy days. Keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. Oh, but we tell lies. <laughs> Exaggerate things. We don't care really. Turn away from evil and do good. Search for peace. Search is look for it. Look, let them trample upon you, but get peace. And work to maintain it. It's a weapon. It's a weapon. It's, it's, hey, it's a weapon. You can, you can keep the devil out of your... You, I'm telling you, you... You keep him out of your body and out of your family. Peace. Two nights ago, I was sleeping and all of a sudden I woke up. I was just after work and I saw the spirit that came into my house, opened my door. Immediately stepped in, I looked at him. Immediately saw me, he closed the door up. Pump, that stuff. And I got up. In that, between, between sleep, I got up, went to that door, opened it in that midnight. I saw this thing where it was, <laughs> and I closed it, came back and, and, and slept off. It is between sleep and, I don't know how to describe it. I've seen it come, that same thing came, stood at the door, it was looking at the Lord said, he can't come near you. <laughs> I said, yeah, I saw it. He said, he can't come. He said, no, you know I can't come near you. My presence here. Britain, you, you, see, you, you have to have, you have to be in this state of mind where you are in unity with the Spirit of God at all times. You need Him every hour to walk in your life. You don't know what is coming. You don't know what is coming. Search for peace, walk to maintain it. The eyes of the Lord watch over those who do right, who do what he said. And his ears are open to their prayers. But the Lord turns his face against those who do evil, who don't care about what he says, who don't honor him, who don't respect him. If he says search for peace, they won't. Maintain it, they don't care. And we're equipped. We're equipped, highly equipped. Romans 5, 5. And this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know, what do we know? How dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. So we can love. We can love. The gospel of peace is revealing to you that God has filled your heart with his love, with his life, by his spirit in you. Preparation prepare yourself with being acquainted with this gospel of peace. Because offenses will come.
For we know, preparation of the God, we know that in Christ Jesus, the Spirit of God has filled my heart, my heart with love. So I'm not going to say I can love. No, I have it. I can love you with the same love that Jesus loved me. Because if you believe, you see. We know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. And we can do all things through Christ Jesus. The gospel of peace is revealing to you the peace you have with God and how God, that peace you have with God is God is going to use you to also bring peace on earth, goodwill to all men. That's why the angels were singing. Peace on earth, goodwill to all men. We are agents of that peace on earth. We are agents of goodwill to all men. Look at James 3, verse 18. It says, and those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace, listen to this, and reap a habit of righteousness. You see why this weapon is important? In your home, your job. You know, it's not difficult for a Christian to prosper. It's not difficult. Because the Bible says that God rejoices at the prosperity of the righteous. It's not deep. I was sharing with the, the, this young boy that came. He ran the, the son out there. He and the wife who had a wonderful thing. I told him, I said, it's not difficult to make money. He said, Pastor, you are right. As I'm telling you, it's not difficult. Because God says, my eyes is going to and through this earth, looking for who I will bless. But their heart has to be right towards me. What does it mean? A heart that's right towards God. It's a, a heart that believes God. For without faith, you can't please him. Without faith, you are. He calls it an evil heart of unbelief. So God said, I'm looking for. Who will believe my report? So my arm will be revealed. I say, it's not difficult. All this struggle is because we're not listening. We're not listening. He said to Peter, put your net here. Peter said, ah, our God, we are professionals. You don't get he said, put it there. When he put it there, there was no effort, nothing. All the fish there responded to the word of God. Let me repeat. Once you start laboring, <laughs> once you start laboring, making all this a lot of effort, you should go back to God and say, where did I miss you? Because the righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. You enter his rest and enjoy his labor. Peter just enjoyed the level. He enjoyed it. He saw the power, the spirit of God, draw fish. Draw fish. I heard about our robots. He was struggling in ministry. And then one, after 15 years of failure, the Lord told him, he found out where his problem was. He was, even though he was preaching, but he was not listening to God. That was a problem. And the moment he adjusted it, he said this, he, an unusual power descended into his life. Because God is not looking for somebody to argue with. He said, I, don't, I, I can't be striving with you people. He wants people who are easily entreated. James 1.20, for the wrath of man walketh not the righteousness of God. So what am I doing with it? <laughs> what am I doing with wrath? It doesn't work the righteousness of God. 
In fact, James 3.18, let me read it in King James. It says, and the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace for them that make peace. Righteousness is produced when there is peace. The wrath of man doesn't do that. But wrath is what pumps our ego. And we feel important. Feel I've won. Yeah, I've told him. Didn't do anything. You're just like Samson, blind and going round and round. Finally, you just kill yourself. It doesn't take your effort. It's not by power, it's not by might, it's by his spirit. If it's a man spoke, no microphone, didn't go to Bible college, nothing. 3,500 fish responded, piercing their hearts, crying, what must we do to be saved? Fisherman. And those who are educated say, these people are without, they were without education. In fact, they don't have skill. From where did they get this? They know it's power of God. It's the Holy Ghost. I was reading about Saul. When the anointing came on him, Saul was a man of valor. He defeated the Amorites, dealt with them mercilessly. But when the anointing left him, Goliath, Goliath finished him. You read about Saul. When the Spirit of God came on him, when he made to Sabbath, he, the Bible said he became an Adam. Then he said, hey, he's on the Lord's side. He's where God to go. And they told him what the Amorites are planning. He said, everybody, come on, go, we come. He dealt with them mercilessly. But when he began to walk in his own will, the anointing of God left him. He became an ordinary man. Brethren, our life shouldn't be ordinary. We're powered by this fear of sin and things. I don't know where it's coming from. The Bible says, whoever, whoever believes, whoever, whosoever is born of God, overcomes this world. It's not a question of whether he will or not, because there's a power. The greater one is him. I don't know when we preach sin, 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 sin. Let me say something before I close. You see, there is no, there is no obedience without Christ. There is none. Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. Obedience without Christ will produce a form of godliness. Denying the power. Paul did it. He said concerning the law, perfect. But he said, no, I don't want that kind of thing. God, it doesn't bring me justification before God. For by the works of the law, I cannot be justified. Then he, he to switch to faith in Christ. He said, I found it. In. I want the righteousness that comes by faith in Christ. He said, you see this life I live? I live by faith in the Son of God. Because he's the one, I'm dead. He's the one living in me. I can do nothing. I'm dead. I'm yielded to him. What you see me do is Christ. He's my life. And what life did we see in Paul? Amazing. Incredible. Power was oozing out of him. Christ was oozing out of him. When he wrote the letter to the Corinthians, they insulted him, they called him, they say you can't preach, they say your word is contentable, he called them brethren, beloved of the Lord. I would write like that too. <laughs> he was calling them beloved of the Lord. He said, is it, not, is it because I don't love you? He said, God knows I love you. So your problem is you don't love me now. He said, open your heart and love me back. Such loving, tender heart from a man who was so hard so hard-hearted that he killed
killed Stephen. His heart became so tender, full of love, full of compassion. He loved Jesus so much, he said, I'll die for him. Everything comes through Christ. The, the body of Christ has been teaching obedience for years. Even since I got born again, it took me nowhere. You look at the body of Christ, you can tell the state of the church. No? See where that kind of teaching took us. But when you switch to faith in Christ, you can do all things through Christ. You cannot walk in the will of God through Christ. For without him, you can't do nothing. You can't walk. You can't do anything. You can't. No, no, you can't do it. That's why the New Testament word for obedience is faith. Because all things become possible when you believe, when you trust in the Lord Jesus. He becomes your life. The power, the anointing to live this life flows from him. That thing that we are struggling with ceases. If one of the pastors coming here, Tell you, we're struggling with our masturbation and all this. And he discovered that. He said, I found out that Christ has set me free. I'm a new creature in Christ. He said, I began to believe that. He said, I never had the desire anymore. Yeah, the power of the Spirit kills that thing. That's what the scripture wrote. He didn't say, go and be struggling with it. No. He said, through the power of the Spirit, you put to death all those things. Kill it. Destroy it. It's our union with Christ that set us free from sin. It's his death and resurrection that gave us new life. His union with us gave us power that we didn't have. Ability we didn't have. The only hope of glory is in it's in us. And whoever is born of God overcomes this world. It's not whether he will or will not. The scripture says he does. But if he's ignorant... He'll be walking in the power of his flesh. In the realm of limitation. In the realm of death. He will live the realm of life. For faith brings you into the realm of life. For by strength shall no man prevail. But the Lord is the center of my life. And you can only connect it by faith in Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord. So we have, we have what it takes to walk in peace. We have, we have the love of God. We have the strength of Jesus. Where the world will walk in bitterness, you don't have to. You, ha- you have a new life that loves. You're a new creature. Only believe and you'll see. Only believe and you'll see. It's already done. You don't have to work for it. I, 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 I listened to one young man preach how God taught him that everything is Jesus. I think I sent this thing to someone. I sent it to Obi. I don't know if you listened to it. The one that said, without Jesus. Did you read it? I'm not, if I didn't say it, I'll send it to you. So I sent it to you, right? It was an incredible revelation. And that's what changed his life. Jesus is all. Colossians 3.11. Can you put Colossians 3.11 New Living Translation. Let's read it before we close. Colossians 3, verse 11, New Living Translation. You have it there? In this new life, can we read it together? 
Everybody, let's read it together. One, two, let's go. In this new life, it doesn't matter if you are what? A Jew or what? A Gentile or what? Circumcised or what? Uncircumcised, barbaric, uncivilized, slave or free. Christ is all that matters. And he lives where? <laughs> That's all that matters. Let us pray. Precious Father, we just want to thank you for the armor of the gospel of peace. We've seen the usefulness of peace that you told us to, we should seek for it. And we must seek to maintain it. For the seed of peace produces righteousness. It creates the environment environment for us to live in righteousness without resentment, without bitterness. We've had enough of, the, of being, the enemy has cheated us so long. Deceiving us, we don't hate somebody while we hate the person. We come to church, there are people we can't work with. We condemn those people, they are troublemakers in our heart, they are evil. We don't know why we got the right to condemn anybody. There's none of us that you should tell sin. None of us. You say to them, if you are with us in true stone, nobody, nobody could throw. This flesh is a flesh of sin. Lord, but thank you for teaching us that we must see the value of peace in our lives, within our heart, to have peace because we have peace with God and peace with all men, so that we, we check the devil out of our lives and live in full righteousness and the benefits of the cross. Lord, I throw this teaching into your hand. Only you can open our eyes. Only you can teach our distance. No man can teach your word. No man has the ability to bring revelation. Only your spirit, Lord. And we are grateful you sent him to teach us, to open our eyes. Blessed be thy holy name. I worship you, for so he has pleased you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.